Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset with me, Alex, and... Athena, hi! <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> How have you been this week? Uh, very good, very good. We're near the end of French lockdown, so very keen on that. Oh, perfect. We've been uh, using our using our freedom, getting into the Christmas spirit. We've got decorations up everywhere. Um, starting to feel quite nice at this point. Work's winding down, no more deadlines. It's been a nice time. Lovely. Yeah, and it's been good, not just for us, but um, you know what? Let's go straight there. We'll open up with whale chat this week. We won't save whales for the end as normal. So 2020, of course, has been an excellent year for wildlife. Um, we all know this, there's been a seabird colony um, just off of Norfolk that's done excellently, best years since 1980, so good for the birds, but also we have a brand new whale species. What? This week, off, yeah, this week, I didn't expect this, off the coast of Mexico this week they found a whole new whale species, um, you know, just on their little jollies looking around, so that's something to add to the world. But it's not just the new whales who are having a good time. Yeah. Just wait, sorry. I'm kind of understanding how you felt when in the first episode I talked about coral. Uh, so they just found a new species. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, you'd, you'd think a whale is quite difficult to miss. You'd have thought. I mean, they're huge. But um, they found three, it appears, just off the coast of, uh, off the coast of Mexico. And they've been looking at the DNA and it doesn't really match any whale they've ever found before. Um, but yeah, it's a new type of beaked whale and there's very, very few of those in the world. There's only um, 24 of these, if these three get confirmed as beaked, beaked whales. Um, so yeah, wonderful, wonderful week for the, uh, for the beaked whales. I didn't know they existed and now I know there's three more and I'm happy for them. That's very nice. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, you know, it's not all about stuff that's happened this year. Um, and my, I think this might be my favourite story of the week, actually, is that a new prehistoric sea dragon has been discovered in Dorset. Um, and discovered by a man called Dr. Stephen Etches. And there's a few photos on this and he just looks so pleased. It's him posing with his sea dragon. Uh, and yes, yeah, so there's a new species of ichthyosaur, which, you know, sea dinosaur essentially, 150 million years old, only just been found now. I'd like to be making the news in 150 million years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mr. Etches has had um, had this ichthyosaur named after him. So there you go. That's something to strive towards. That's that's amazing. Yeah. There's, uh, I mean, I, I could go on for weeks, to be honest. There's... Um, a new colony of bowhead whales who have just come back from the brink of extinction in the Arctic. Ooh. Um, yeah. Well done then. I mean, even if we ended the episode here, it's just been a great week for whales, hasn't it? <laughs> we love when it's a good week for whales. Anyway, that's our weekly whale news. Excellent. And I think now would be a good time for a special Christmas quiz. It's been a long time since we've, uh, we've done a Zoom quiz together, so... You asked me a lot of questions throughout this, and now I'm going to test you. Uh-oh. And the resource that I'm going to be using to find these questions is Newsland's 10 Festive Facts to Impress Your Family This Christmas. <laughs> I'd like to think of you as family, so... Oh, thanks, you too. Yeah. 
that's the nicest thing I've said ever in this. It really is. <laughs> so, question one. What year did Sir Henry Cole create the first Christmas card? <laughs> um, now you know how I feel. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I'll go for 1830. I reckon you can have the point for that. It's 1843. Ooh, amazing. Yeah, and it had a very simple message on the front. It said, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. So nothing has changed. Nice and personal, that, isn't it? (laughs) In almost (laughs) 200 years. Exactly the same. What is Jingle Bells about? Uh, Santa's sleigh. Ah, you've fallen for the trap. So this is an excellent fact to tell your family at Christmas. And Jingle Bells is actually a Thanksgiving song. So it's not about Christmas at all. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Is it about the turkey then? Now that you're supposed to have a little jingle jingle around the neck. Yeah, no. So actually, um, it just refers to the bells of a horse walking through the streets, um, pulling a a sleigh for people just to move about. Nothing to do with Santa. Oh. And what I like about this fact is I will one day get drunk and this will come up and I will tell everyone. It'll be like getting in the taxi and uh, asking if it's been a busy night. It, I just won't be able to help myself. Oh, well, what do you know? <laughs> Everything yeah. is about Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think you did uh, excellently there. We won't go through all, all 10 of those because uh, it is Newsland. Some of those facts are a bit questionable, to be honest. <laughs> um, but should we skip to big story of the week? Something that we can actually finally look forward to. And as ever, I'm giving you the Paris news to, uh, you know, make us all feel together. Nice. And I'm excited for, in 2024, Paris Olympics. Oh, yes. Breakdancing, skateboarding, climbing and surfing all going to be included. And I, I, it's just so French. They, just, <laughs> they don't care, do they? they? They just decided, like, the Olympics, how does that work anymore? Why don't we just put in like all of the cool, you know, the cool kids things? What do the the children like doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm I'm really looking forward to that, and it's going I think to it's be going to be sick. Yeah, it's going to be quite busy in Paris in the coming years because we are also hosting the world the rugby World Cup the year before. Yeah, yeah. Well, putting it all together, it's Brazil style, isn't it? Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I'm looking forward to being able to walk through the streets and not know if that person breakdancing is any good or not. And, you know, soon I'll be able to judge them correctly because I'll have learned some rules, hopefully. Well, we're not, you know, now that you're out of lockdown, it's not like you have to follow the objectives you set up for yourself earlier in this show. So go ahead, learn some rules about breakdancing. Yeah, well, maybe it's uh, maybe it's your lack of Olympics that's led to me. Um, I'm not going to say failing, but I haven't achieved all of the things that I've said I'd do on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe, maybe I just need some motivation. Maybe I need to watch some people do do better stuff. And I hear Tokyo are pretty keen to get going next year. So something to look forward to. It's good things coming. Good things on the horizon. It should be fun. It should be so yeah. fun. Yeah, and some more good news that's not just for the whales <laughs> <laughs> anyway we love we love a good record on this show um 
but quite often these records are you know they're, they're small things they're things that people have done and you're like well maybe someone could do it better in the future maybe those records are going to get overtaken um someone who isn't sitting on their laurels this record i'm sure isn't going to be beaten world's tallest mountain mount everest of course just got taller yeah so this <laughs> this just made me slightly confused at the start but it makes sense now it's not so much that it has grown it's that we've never known how tall it is before um <laughs> and we've just been lying apparently so nepal and china both like the border runs over everest um and neither of them has ever agreed on how tall it is ever um so the new measurement that for the first time ever everyone has agreed that this is how tall a mountain is it's 86 centimeters higher than nepal's previous but it's four meters higher than what china thought and i oh. thought oh, that's a big difference it's a big difference how um, could they have missed it well i'll tell you nepal i believe have cheated here um because china measures up to the top of the rock which i'd consider to be mountain uh, whereas nepal thinks that the snow on top also counts <laughs> you know it's like pushing your uh, your word count up with a couple of terrible connectives it, uh, it also means that like you know with global warming it's just going to shrink yeah that's true actually it's a bit more um bit more variable although i assume it's quite chilly up there anyway it never looks warm probably yeah it's not the place i'm going to go on my holiday when we're allowed out i mean it could be fun yeah i'm sure sure it would be fun uh but now it's you know even more effort to get up there 86 <laughs> centimeters higher yeah so what what records do you have for me from the uh the world of the humans well i've got a few records this week including one that i think you'll enjoy because i know you like boats and sailing. I certainly do. Lisa Blair, who's an Australian sailor, completed a trip solo all around Australia in 58 days, two hours and 25 minutes. And by doing so, she knocked 10 days off the previous record for and she became the first woman in history to, you know, achieve that trip solo. That's extra impressive. I am um... I always think it's a bit unfair because whenever you um, look at like the big UK sailors, the big yachters, uh, people like Anna MacArthur, they always, their first big trip is always sailing around Britain, which <laughs> is very, very impressive. Like hats off to them. I, I don't think I would, um, but it is quite small, especially when you compare it to Australia. So to do something like sailing around the whole of Australia, like that's the smallest achievable thing she has <laughs> like there's nothing smaller to sail around um so yeah that's yeah extra impressive so i'm glad you liked that one yeah All excellent right. nice christmas treat nice sailing one <laughs> our next one i think is also particularly impressive um do you like eminem eminem the, the rapper yeah certainly well, I don't think you'll be able to like him as much as Nikki Patterson from Nikki Patterson. Aberdeen in Scotland. Because uh, she <laughs> she has the record title for the most tattoos of the same musician tattooed on the body. She has 15 
tattoos with Eminem's face. I mean, if it makes her happy, uh, if that's what she wants, and she clearly thinks that this is a great idea, then I'm all for that. If, um, yeah, if if she wants 15 M&Ms on her body, that's fine. Good for her. Everyone's got to do something. And wait, she has also the full list of Eminem's albums tattooed, as well as the ly lyrics to a verse from the song Till I Collapse. See, I am... Um... I'm surprised that this is a record because I'd have thought that the most um, pictures of a musician that someone could have tattooed on their body would be Kanye West tattooing pictures of Kanye West on himself. Um, oh. <laughs> more apt. So yeah, maybe it'd be in him. Brilliant. Maybe he only has 14 and she was like, I got to do better yeah. than Kanye West. Um, I, I look forward to hearing another record being set by Kanye West uh, in a few months' time. <laughs> And she also said that basically she's a big fan and she really wants to meet him. So, like, she thinks this might help. <laughs> I mean, she has gone to the effort. I would hope that Eminem would, like, agree to meet her now at this point. Um, she's like, <laughs> I know there's no entry requirements, but she has definitely proven herself to be a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> you expect more than just, like, tickets to the show for that. That's commitment. Um, our next, well, it's not really a record, but it's a words first. It's Canadian inventors who have made, created the world's first retractable proto lightsaber, like in Star Wars. So I know you haven't seen Star Wars, but surely you still know what a lightsaber <laughs> is. have to come up all of the time? Just let me have not seen Star Wars and I can move on. Um, and so it, once lit, the beam heats up to an impressive yet terrifying temperature of 2,204 degrees, which means that it can cut through basically everything. That's unbelievably hot. Wood burns at like 600 and something. Um, that's a big fire. Big heat. What? I, I don't like... Was this an American? Did an American do this? Canadian. See, that just surprises me. This seems this like the most American thing you could do. <laughs> um, we also have still a Canadian uh, who's called Kevin Fast. How's he warming himself up then, up there? <laughs> <laughs> he has the record for the heaviest sleigh pulled. So he was dressed as centre <laughs> and <laughs> he just pulled a massive sleigh. Can you guess how heavy it was? I'm going to go with... Five tons. Sixteen thousand five hundred kilos. Sixteen thousand. Wow. Okay, that's a ridiculous amount. I I need to go to the gym more. <laughs> Definitely so like, the outcome that's going here. It was. That's it crazy. was. It was still you... on wheels. Oh, it was on wheels. Right. Yeah. Because I was thinking you always see um, these like world's strongest men people pulling like massive lorries and things along, uh, but I was thinking that a sleigh would be, you know on tracks like basically impossible but yeah i like the fact he's not done the normal he's he's made it festive something to be happy about oh yeah and it had like fake reindeers and like his wife dressed as mrs claus and his son dressed as elves and <laughs> it had presents on it so he just you know did the whole thing well family 
Christmas is all about families coming together, doing things. Um, and in their case, it, it was that. So, <laughs> yeah, lovely. That's very impressive. Now, our next record is the most Shazam song of all time. So it's a song that came out in 2019 and that, let's face it, has been playing ever since. Can you guess which one it is? Yeah, 2019. I know this used to be um, Wake Me Up by Avicii. I know that was the most Shazam song for quite a while. Something's overtaken that since. When it comes to the edit, I think we should uh, cut out this long silence, but I want it to be acknowledged that there was an abnormally long silence. Should I just tell you? Yeah, go on. I'm, I'm going to hate myself when you say this. I should get this one. <laughs> it's Tone, Tones and I, Dance, Mon- Dance Monkey. Oh, I'm glad I didn't get it. Good, good. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, that's sad. It has been identified 36.6 million times since it was released in May 2019. T- uh, Dance Monkey's been a really weird song because, like, I remember when it first started to get big in Britain and everyone was talking about how it would be number one, like, everywhere else in the world. Um but it seemed like one of those things where it was like, you know, Australia always has some quite rogue number ones. Uh, so it made sense there. Um, sometimes those rogue ones turn into quite good ones, like Amber. Yeah, um, it's it's a we- it's definitely had a weird trajectory, that song. Like, it's, um, it's quite nice that it sort of blew up at loads of different places at different times. Like, it seems to have sort of travelled around the world, which I think is quite cool. <laughs> I guess that, that's why it's got this, uh, got this award, I guess. Now, Alex, I know you quite enjoy cycling. Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly like my, go, go um, my, my going on it. How long do you think your longest ride was? Just um, just before this last lockdown, we went on a really quite long one, me and some friends. Uh, it was basically a whole day. Um, but yeah, I'm assuming whoever has done this big bike ride that you're about to tell me about did more than a day. Uh, so I'm not going to try and compare. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, so it is this guy called Benjamin Miles. and Miles? He... Excellent. That, that's just wonderful. I know. That's he... Thank you. <laughs> um, and he has the record for the longest marathon static cycling, which started on the 16th of June this year in Mallorca in Spain. Mm. And he went on for... 277 hours 20 minutes and 30 seconds and he cycled the equivalent to cycling from london to dubai how many days is that i need that in a more achievable uh achievable metric 11 days and a half 11 days so basically after cycling for one hour he would earn a five minutes break and after his first day he cycled for 72 hours without sleep to be able to add up these five minutes breaks so that he could get a full six hours of rest. And um, yes, yeah, so he was surrounded by a constant team uh, who would like, you know, encourage him and telling him if his rhythm was dropping or mm. if he needed to increase uh, his speed. And, oh, so, uh, classic cyclists, they love their stats. If, 
I think it's the dream of every cyclist just to produce data. That's all they love doing. That's why Strava's so popular. They just love numbers. Yeah, I can <laughs> see him having a dream. <laughs> also, after four days, he said he was feeling good physically, but was worried about his mental health as the sleep deprivation yeah. from cycling was causing him to forget or lose his speech. And he felt as if the room he was in was changing. And uh, so finally, uh, when he finished this record, he really quickly soon after proposed to his partner and she said yes. Uh, so that was like, that must have been quite a big day for him. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, I, I like the little twist at the end. That story got delightful. So I was going to say that the most positive part of this for quite a while was that I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know getting married off of uh, off the back of destroying your legs <laughs> it's one way to do it this goes to show you got to be creative <laughs> oh, i'm sure she won't ever forget this um <laughs> yeah i wonder if she thought that was good or not <laughs> <laughs> um now so alex we've been apart from for quite a long time now but uh there's the, a woman who's called sasha dench who's nicknamed the human swan, who set the record for crossing the English Channel uh, by paramotor. So she became the first woman to do this and it took her an hour and 38 minutes. That's faster than the ferry. Quite a good deal. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's one way to do it. Yeah, fly. <laughs> Might have to try that next time. I, uh... <laughs> and did you say she was called Sasha Dench? Yeah. That's just a good name. Yeah, that's, that's my only comment. Well done. Congratulations. I don't normally say that to the people on this show. Uh, she, she wins. She gets approval. <laughs> and our final record of this episode is that, yes, is that uh, this guy called Jason Liversidge loved skiing and motorcycling. But then mm. he was diagnosed with a motor neuron disease, which means oh. that he had to stay in a wheelchair. But mm. because he loves adrenaline, he worked for three years with engineers on a custom-made electric wheelchair with which he achieved the land speed wheelchair record. And his final speed was 107.5 kilometers per hour. I would be terrified. Um, <laughs> that's, that's just too fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, surely, surely that must be close to the speed of that guy you were telling us about last week who crossed the entire of <laughs> the UK oh, yeah. in 10 well, hours. Yeah, he... Um, yeah, the one who went from John O'Groats to Land's End in uh, like nine days or something. No, nine hours. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about as fast as he was going, but <laughs> he was in a car. <laughs> you feel a lot safer in a car uh, than a wheelchair. It, it's a bit like, um, it's like a go-kart, but they've got rid of all of the car and safety looking gear. Uh, <laughs> looks so dangerous, so rogue. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, so that's all the records I had for you today. Some good ones. People have done a lot of things. Um, yeah, they're getting better. People 
I've definitely improved their records as this has gone on. <laughs> well, so I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> We've also got some good news today. So, so Kavan, who was known as the world's loneliest elephant, has finally made a much-needed friend on his first day at his new home in Cambodia's Elephant Sanctuary. How? Just like he went to a new sanctuary where there was another elephant. At least oh. another one. That's lovely. Um, can't wait to make new friends when I, when I can speak to people again. <laughs> <laughs> the American House of Representatives has passed the Tiger King Bill, which bans private ownership of big cats like lions and tigers. Oh, there you go. Some positivity coming out of Tiger King. Um, it's weird to think that Tiger King... Um, like, do you remember that part of the year where everyone was talking about Tiger King? Like, that was the big thing happening. Um, it just seems so distant, so long away. This year, like, a lot of things happened at exactly the same time, but I can't separate them. They all just... It all blurs into one. I have no idea... Um, when Tiger King was. When it's like was March. Broken. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, good good Tiger King news. I've entirely forgotten about that, so <laughs> it's good to see someone was paying attention. Amid rising stress and anxiety, a non-profit organisation in the United States is training barbers to be mental health advocates and support their clients' mental well-being. Oh, that's good. Yeah, when I uh, when I worked in a bar, obviously not the same. Um, <laughs> my boss, well, I'll link this back. <laughs> my uh, my boss used to say that the the bartender isn't just a bartender; they're like friend, counselor, um, therapist, all of that stuff. And I guess it, the same is exactly true of barbers. Um, I. We, we don't normally do uh, shout-outs here, but I'd recommend Nino's Barber up in Bear Flat. Man has excellent chats. He'll tell you a great story um, anytime you go in. Yeah, I look forward to getting my haircuts just so as I can have a chat with Nino. Excellent guy. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so the Italian police has used a Lamborghini to transport a kidney to a transplant centre 300 miles away in just two hours. <laughs> So as a used to having uh, these big fancy Lamborghinis now. I um because you always see these photos of like the police in places like Dubai and I guess Italy from this story, <laughs> where they have um the, these Lamborghinis and Ferraris uh, as police cars, and you're like, you're just not using those, are you? But yeah, <laughs> we found a use. And this is an excellent use at that. Yeah, move those kidneys. Perfect. We also have Chris Nikic, who who is a 21-year-old triathlete, and he became the first person with Down syndrome to finish an Ironman triathlon. Triathlon. That's good. The last thing I'd want to do at the moment is an Ironman. It's freezing outside. Uh, so yeah, I, I won't bother. Hats off to him. Um, now, in this show, we are getting used to, you know, some robotic inventions that kind of... Love the robot chat. Go on, what have you got Change your life. Uh, so it's in Spain. Is that uh, Spain has announced plans to start launching flying taxis in Barcelona and Santiago de Compostela 
as soon as 2022. This is following on from our excellent Barcelona news last week, where, um, you know, the streets are going back to pedestrian, the sky's going to, you know, robots. <laughs> yeah, robot taxis. There's going to be a going to be no cars left in that place yeah nice little treat i um they, i have been wondering when we're going to finally get the robot taxis um i hope that they're giving a lot of funding to our friend andrea who has uh, for a long time a long time been suggesting ubercopter um <laughs> ubercopter that's what it says on the tin uber helicopter this is what this is someone has uh Someone's gone gone ahead of this idea. I'll, I'll get in touch with Andrea. I need to see if we can get some royalties for that. <laughs> um, you were also talking about seabirds in Norfolk, where it's also in Norfolk. It's a reserve that is expecting a record-breaking baby boom of 4,000 grey seal pups this winter. Oh, it's the seals, the birds. They're all loving it in Norfolk. <laughs> Yeah. No humans there, yeah. so there's um, animals. No, it's good to see uh good to see some good uh, birthing news coming out of Norfolk. In two thousand the Amur leopard was going extinct, but thanks to a historic China Russia collaboration, the leopard population is now on the rise. It's excellent, yeah. Um everything seems to be coming back this year. I mean 2020, terrible year for people. Great year for basically everything else. Um, yeah, I mean, take advantage of those things while you can, animals. And uh, final good news of the day is that a pygmy possum has been found for the first time since bushfires destroyed their habitat, Kangaroo Island in Australia. It weighs less than 10 grams, but there's now optimism that the species will survive. Oh. Excellent, yeah. That's a that's another throwback to the start of the year. With um, remember when twenty twenty was a year of the Australian bushfire, and then we entirely moved on. But yeah, um, no, the stuff coming back, healing quite quickly. That's good, good to hear. But um, my favourite part of that story, though, was the fact it was on Kangaroo Island. It's the most Australian name I've ever heard for anything. Um, <laughs> It's like, so Australia has Kangaroo Island, it's got the snowy mountains, Western Australia, South Australia, like zero imagination required to name anything in Australia and hats off to them for that. I mean, what's better to have, what did you say the mountain was called? Snowy mountains. To have snowy mountains or to have brown willy? Brown willy, what's brown willy? Oh, it's like a mountain, uh, maybe not a mountain, but a big hill in Cornwall, and it's called Brown Willy. Okay, yeah, this is the thing, is that Britain, terrible at naming things, um, comes up with awful things, Brown Willy, near us, Brent Knoll, that's just a horrible, horrible pair of words. Um, the Australians, what is it? Oh, snowy Mountain. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes. Um, I'd like a job of naming stuff in Australia. Like, you know how in France you have that committee to make sure that um, like, not too many English words enter the French dictionary and yep. it remains as its own language and doesn't get like diluted. I reckon I'd like to see an Australian version of that where they take like 
anything slightly metaphorical or with subtext and meaning, just go, no, describe it. More accurately, describe it. <laughs> Their most famous landmarks, Ayers Rock, just big rock. Uh, Sydney Opera House, Opera House, Sydney, Sydney Harbour Bridge. Just don't need to think of anything. No, no, no brain required to name stuff. You can use your energy on better things. Um, can we go back for a moment to world's loneliest elephant? Yes. Um, Who's not so lonely anymore? But yes. Because of uh, the kind of show that this is, uh, we haven't. I'm not. I'm not just taking your word for it, Athena. I want to find out more about this, so I've done a bit of research, and following on from fantastically Dolly Parton partly funding the Moderna coronavirus vaccine. Excellent news. Happier. Good to see that Dolly Parton's involved with that. Cher. Cher uh, is apparently responsible for making this no longer the world's loneliest elephant. That's brilliant. What? Um, yeah. So she flew. Um, <laughs> she flew to Cambodia to greet the elephant when it was introduced to its new sanctuary. Um, I'm sure the elephant appreciated. There's some wonderful photos of Cher walking around this elephant sanctuary in her mask. Um, you know, she held a flower to greet the elephant. This is unbelievably wholesome. Yeah, anyone listening to this, please, please go out and find the... Um, the video of Cher singing to an elephant as it no longer is the world's loneliest. Um, and if it's that brilliant. Me, yeah, that is, I think that's, that's just perfect. That's, that's made my, made my year. Wonderful. I think that's a lovely place to end it. I, I couldn't have uh, had my vibe reset more. I'll see you again next week, Athena. See you next week, Alex. This was the sixth episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset and you'll hear back from us next week.